Hello, friends and family. Welcome back. First, some good news. The organization we're highlighting this week is Blood Water. That's blood colon water, if you're looking up the organization. Their website is bloodwater.org, all together as one word. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, but they work with African organizations to address the water and HIV AIDS crises in sub-Saharan Africa. According to their website, 325 million people living in sub-Saharan Africa lack access to clean water. And that makes up about 41% of the total global burden of people who don't have access to clean water. Sub-Saharan Africa is home to about 12% of the world's population, but it's also about 70% of the global burden of HIV. And children in Sub-Saharan Africa are about 15 times more likely to die before the age of five than children from higher income countries. Whenever I read statistics like that, it's very humbling. It puts a lot of things in perspective. There's, there's a lot of things about those statistics that I don't think I can truly wrap my head around. I try to empathize to the degree that I'm capable. I try to be compassionate. But I don't really know what it's like to totally lack access to clean drinking water, to have HIV and AIDS be a pandemic that's a part of my daily existence. Those things are important for us to remember that even when maybe things aren't seeming great, even when things maybe seem a little topsy-turvy where some of us live, there are a lot of places that are dealing with some very, very harsh realities every day. And there's a lot of people, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people very close to home who are dealing with some very harsh realities as well. I like to kind of go back and forth between highlighting some organizations that are more local to me in the Midwest and just smaller charitable organizations that are doing a lot of, a lot of great things locally. But I also like to highlight some organizations that are doing things internationally because we do live in a global community. We are much more connected to everyone around the world than we have been in generations past. And there's so many of the products that we use and the clothes that we wear and those things that are coming from other countries. We are connected. And I think it's important to have a, 
at least some global view of the world. I also really like what Bloodwater is doing because they're partnering with African organizations that are already working in these areas. That's so important. It's important to empower and assist the people from those areas. I'm certainly no expert on any of this, but I've watched and read and investigated a lot of different things. And sometimes when charitable organizations go into a place, even with the best of intentions, if they're totally taking things over and just trying to here's some money or here's a service or we're digging a well and then we're going to disappear. That may not bring about long lasting, sustainable change. But anytime we can work to work with local organizations and offer support and help locals empower themselves and empower their communities, that's more sustainable. That's what we want, ultimately, is to empower others. So if you get a chance, take check out Blood Water, or there's a lot of other organizations that are doing things to help in sub-Saharan Africa, but I like what I see of their model, check them out. That's bloodwater.org. This is Family Time 92. We're back to social awareness for our SEL competencies. And we're talking about validation this week. Validation can be a tricky topic. It's hard to maybe define what it is to feel validated, but it's an important thing to recognize. It's really a sense of belonging, a sense that we matter, and that is an essential part of our existence. If you look at something like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have those Physiological needs are the base needs, food, water, shelter, those sorts of things that keep us alive. Right above that, you have safety, also can keep us alive physically, but also mental safety, mental well-being that we don't feel like we're going to be constantly attacked and hurt and those sorts of things. And right above that, is a sense of love and belonging. And then above that is a sense of esteem. That's kind of the area we're focusing on. We all have those needs. We have the desire, the need to belong, to feel like we're accepted. And true validation, true belonging, is that we feel accepted for who we are, without having to put on a mask, put up a front. 
And as we look through validation through the, the lens of social awareness, I'm going to ask a lot of questions of my students. First, I want to know what are the things that help you feel validated? And it's important to be honest about those things. Does, does a compliment help us feel validated? Does someone approving of what we've done help validate us? It can, and that's okay, but I'm also going to follow up with the question of should we seek validation from other people? That's a slippery slope because we do have that need for a sense of belonging, but if we're only getting our personal value from others, that's dangerous because we may not get the validation we're seeking or the things that really help us feel validated may go away and that can cause so many problems in our lives. When we, when we don't feel accepted, we don't feel we can be ourselves, then we do we find ourselves doing things that maybe don't align with our true core values that don't truly represent who we are and who we'd like to be, but we're seeking that sense of belonging. And if we can't find a sense of validation and belonging in a positive way, we'll often seek ways to belong and be validated in a negative way. We see a lot of this validation seeking, I think, in the world today when we see people jumping into all sorts of groups. And we can think of groups that do negative things, that maybe do hurtful things to other people, groups that just have opposing viewpoints and fight back and forth. But I think a lot of the people jump into those groups and jump into a sometime toxic form of tribalism seeking that sense of belonging and validation. We do that. We group up with other people who maybe view things the way that we do and we, we want that validation. We want that camaraderie. We want that connection. We need it. We desire it. And then we find it. And sometimes we'll close off ourselves to other viewpoints, other ideas, because we've found the things that are validating us. That gets into, which we've talked about before, those biases, those confirmation biases. We're only really looking for things that might confirm our preconceived notions because that does give us a sense of validation. So we have to ask ourselves, how important should the validation of others be? But then we have, to, we have to ask how we can help validate our own thoughts and feelings. That's important. We have to be willing to recognize that our feelings carry weight, that our thoughts carry weight, 
that those things are important, that we have an inherent value just as human beings, but also that we all individually bring something to the table, that we have something to offer to other people. That's how we can really validate ourselves and our own existence. And that can be a hard thing. I see students struggle with that. To say, well, I don't, I don't really know why I matter. That's actually one of the first things we talk about at the beginning of the school year is why do you matter? Because I think it's important to start with some building of self-validation. That yes, I am good. I have things to offer. I am worthy of a sound education. I am worthy of good things in my life. That's a barrier we have to break down early. We have to be able to validate ourselves some. And although we're talking about how much we should really seek validation from other people, one of the greatest gifts we can give to others is helping them validate themselves. And we do that through... Through being socially aware. That's what we're talking about as, a, as an SEL heading. Is recognizing verbal and nonverbal cues. Communication clues from other people. Recognizing how they feel the best that we can. We've talked about that a lot. That one of the greatest human endeavors is empathy trying to see things from other people's perspectives, trying to feel what others feel, although it's, it's an impossible task. We're never able to fully empathize. So we do the best that we can, and from there we let compassion take over. We try to understand as much as we can, then we say, the rest I'm just going to let my heart go out to you, even though I don't know exactly how you're feeling. And that's a way that we can validate people, is by being compassionate. Is by saying, okay, maybe, maybe I understand some part of how you're feeling. And even if I don't, even if I don't have any idea and I haven't had an experience like the one you're having, I have some compassion for you. I, I know what it is to struggle, even if our struggles aren't the same. And I want you to know that your feelings in this way are valid. Sometimes we can validate people and, and even disagree with them. That's a great place to start. Anytime we have a relationship, there's going to be disagreements of some kind. And it's okay to have disagreements. And it's okay to stand up for what we believe in. Those things are important. But if we can validate the other side, that we can say, yes, those thoughts and feelings, though they may not be my own, hold water. They, they have some weight. That can help take us away from that toxic form of finding validation where we're closing others off. And it can help us be secure in our own thoughts and feelings 
while also letting other people feel secure in theirs. That's what we're going to talk about this week. I want you all to think about the things that help you feel validated, how you can help validate yourselves, how we can help others feel validated, feel important, how we can help them validate themselves, how we can let other people know, yes, you matter. Have a great week. Much love. My blog post this week is Best Dressed Day. There is a song I like by an artist named Jadena. There's a lot of great lines in this song. The song is called Long Live the Chief. One of the lines says, Jadena, why you dressing so classic? I don't want my best dressed day in a casket. I listen to a ton of music in my house. My kids are around a ton of music. All kinds of music. My two favorite forms of music are folk music and hip-hop, which I think some people think seems like they're diametrically opposed, but I, I don't think so. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think they're maybe as closely related as any two forms of music. It's a lot of just speaking personal truths and so my kids, my kids listen to a lot of hip-hop music that I have playing in the house. And they're familiar with this song. There's a lot of great lines in it. So my kids and I will sometimes quote lines from this song and, and a lot of other songs. But I really became attached to this particular idea. Why you dress in so classic? I don't want my best dress day in a casket. I'll sort of use that line as a reminder to just enjoy the time that we have. To not, to not let my best dress day be in a casket. To, to sort of suck the marrow out of life and, and live things up. And not to be... I try to not be very materialistic in general, but to enjoy the things that I have. To wear the clothes that I like, things that help me feel good, those sorts of things. So... This was actually Thanksgiving this year. We were getting ready just for a small family gathering, just going out to my parents' house for a, a little Thanksgiving meal. And I put on just some nice clothes. It wasn't anything crazy. I'm not really a wear a suit type of guy, but I like to wear I like to wear clothes that I like, which sounds sort of silly sometimes. But I think sometimes people don't do that. I think, I think there is something empowering about finding your own style, that sort of thing. And for me, a lot of times, that's something like a cardigan and a beanie that I like and some Chuck Taylors or something like that. I like to, I like to wear my particular style. And I was wearing, I honestly don't even remember exactly what I was wearing. I think I, I think I had on just like some kind of uh, tapered jogger style pants on with a, a nice cardigan. Maybe I had a scarf on or something. I like to throw on a scarf. And then I, 
my kids would joke sometimes that I, I maybe have too many pairs of shoes, which I have pointed out to them that I have shoes that are around the same age as them because my feet have been done growing for a long time. But uh, I'll sometimes let my kids pick out my shoes. So my daughter, I do remember this, she picked out a nice pair of shoes for me to wear. And I got dressed and my son, Mickey, said something to the effect of like, oh, well, you're kind of dressed up. We were just going to, to grandma's house for a small group of people having a meal. And I just said the line because my kids know the song. I said, I don't want my best dress day in a casket. Then it was funny because Mickey said, well, I didn't think you wanted to be buried. Which, it's funny. I forget sometimes that my kids and I will have these conversations as they arise. We've talked about when I die, which I hope is before my children die, what I would want done with my body. And my, my genuine answer is, I don't care. Funerals and visitations and burials and grave sites, those things, from my perspective, are for the living. Whatever helps ease their pain and, and make the loss more manageable. And I certainly do not mean to comment on anyone else's beliefs about death or the afterlife or anything like that. I'm for people doing what best suits them. But I'm of the opinion that my body could just be out in the woods to decompose and return to the earth naturally. I don't know that that will necessarily happen with my body, and that's okay. There are laws and things involved. But I, I do kind of, I guess I don't think my dead body needs to be taking up a plot of land in a box somewhere. And I've had that conversation with my kids. So it was funny when I said, I don't want my best dress day in a casket. And Mickey knows the line, but he throws an old jab and said, I didn't think you wanted to be buried. Like, I didn't think you wanted to be in a casket. I laughed. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, I guess. And then Mickey came back again. He said, you don't want your best dress day in a business meeting. And I was like, boof, like you nailed it right there. I think kids in general just say some brilliant things sometimes. I'd write about that and talk about that a lot. But he nailed it. You don't want your best stress day in a business meeting. And for me, that's exactly it. Well, some people maybe love to be in business meetings. That's not for me. I'm very, very lucky that I get to do what I love doing every day. I teach and coach, and specifically I teach art, and I work in the weight room and stuff like that. I like to dress nicely for a school too, but again, it's it's the same stuff. It's the same things that I I like to wear. I might throw on a button up with a funky bow tie, or maybe I will wear I wear a lot of cardigans, sweaters, things like that. Maybe just even a Henley, some different things. But I wear clothes that I like to wear. 
I get to do a job that I like to do. I get to be creative. I get to be around young people. I get to talk about these sorts of things in class. I love what I do. And for me, being in a business meeting, or really what a business meeting represents, I know there are all sorts of different business structures and business meetings can mean many different things. But it's sort of the the idea of it, what it sort of represents. To me, the, the idea of the business meeting represents the rat race and trying to accumulate wealth and status and power symbols and all of these sorts of things. And that doesn't interest me. It's not, it's not for me, I think. I'm certain I would not be happy with that existence. It's very important for me that I create and connect and I can teach and I can coach and I can do all sorts of different things like that. The creativity and the connection is far more important to me than, than things like money or attention, stuff like that. So in that respect, Mickey really nailed it. And I think he showed how, how much he maybe really knows about his father that he's right. Th- that would be a death for me to spend my life putting on a, a suit and going to an office job, sitting in some cubicle, doing something that I wasn't passionate about. And again, I'm not, I'm not denigrating any of those things. I recognize and appreciate that some people enjoy that existence and that some people, many people, work jobs they aren't necessarily passionate about as a sacrifice to support their families and to support the other things that are very meaningful to their existence. I have a great deal of respect for that. And to me, the don't want my best dress day in a casket or don't want my best dress day in a business meeting isn't about those things specifically. It's about not letting the world dictate our existence to us is just not putting on the clothes and going to a job that we don't love and living a life that's just sort of a a gray, mundane slog or going through the motions in some way. To me, it's about really embracing and living the day in a vibrant and meaningful way. So that's Best Dressed Day. And now a word from our sponsor. This week's podcast is brought to you by Beard Houses. Using men's beards to shelter home insecure birds since 1972. Now from me to you, 
We highlighted Blood Water for our Good News segment and all of the work they're doing to support organizations already working to address the water and HIV AIDS crises in Sub-Saharan Africa. It's important to support local charities, local organizations to support the needs we have here at home. But it's also necessary to have a global view of our existence and to recognize the hardships many people here and around the world face on a daily basis. And if we can help, it is right and good to do so. For our family time this week, we talked about validation, which is something we all need. It's a basic human need and a desire in all of us. It may mean different things to different people. We may seek validation in different ways. But we all need some sense of belonging and acceptance. And we want to find ways to find that validation in positive ways. We want to be able to validate ourselves. And if we can, we want to support and empower others to feel validated. We want to help them validate themselves. In Best Dress Day, we talked about just the idea of living your true existence daily, not, not waiting for some special event or some special moment to be the best version of yourself. Not necessarily the best dressed version of yourself, although that can be part of it, but just to be the best version of yourself on a daily basis. Then we talked about some more nonsense, like beard houses. I just like the idea of building a birdhouse into a big beard. Kind of a two-for-one function. That's it for this week. As always, please reach out, connect. Social media is Luke Nielsen Media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, those sorts of things. LukeNielsen.com. Reach out, connect. It's always fun and great to hear from people, to make these things interactive. We'll have some more stuff coming out. Be sure to stay on the lookout for stuff coming out related to Earnest from Earth, my book that's been out for a little while now, but I'm sometimes not great at promoting. We're going to put out some audio versions of it and some video things where it's been it's been pretty cool to hear of people who are connecting with it and enjoy it and it maybe means something to them. I'm always a little uncomfortable with that praise. It's deeply appreciated, but I sometimes don't know how to the best way to, to promote those things, I don't like asking people to 
uh, buy this book or whatever, but we've done some things with a curriculum guide to help support student social-emotional needs with the book and to address literacy, which is so important. So look for some things with that that should be coming out here pretty soon. Maybe I'll even have something out before this podcast drops, but in January we're going to get things going with that. So check out Luke Nielsen Media on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you check out things. The audio will be there and we'll put up some video stuff related to the book as well. Until next time, love yourself, love each other, love the fight. Thank you.